Hello, my name is Sasha Millard, and I am here with Paige Oswald, and today's podcast is going to be about Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address, uh, Lincoln's early life, his early political life, and then his presidency along with his second inaugural address, and how it influenced uh, his legacy in the history of the United States. So Lincoln was born in Hodgenville, Kentucky. He lived in a ha- uh, he lived in a cabin, uh, and he worked as a f- on the farm until age twelve. Uh, in eighteen sixteen, his uh, he and his family had to move because his family received a lawsuit challenging uh, his father's ownership of the land, and so uh, they moved to southwestern Indiana, where they squatted for many years. Uh, yeah, they squatted for a couple of years, and then. Uh, they eventually bought out their land. Uh, in eighteen eighteen, Lincoln faced a period of incredible sadness because his mother, uh, whom he deeply loved, passed away. Uh, it. It was a. Uh, very long period for Lincoln, and. Put uh, forced him into a period of uh, depress uh, depression. But a year following, a year following, uh, his father brought home a woman named Sarah Bush Johnston Lincoln. Uh, the two would grow infer- uh, incredibly fond of each other, and he would almost see her as his uh, own mother instead of just his stepmother. Uh, Sarah Lincoln encouraged Abraham to read despite not knowing how to read herself. Uh, and while Lincoln's education was spotty, he uh and he amassed no more than a year a year's worth of learning lincoln read uh thoroughly aesop's fables uh the life and memorable act- actions of george washington which potentially uh spurred on his desire for politics and uh aspirations to become president and uh other uh stories uh similar Despite being tall and strong, Lincoln decided that he did not want to follow his father's footsteps. And in fact, he uh, ended up disliking his father later on as he saw him as an uneducated, uh, willfully ignorant person. And instead decided that he would try his hand at a few jobs, such as a storekeeper, uh, postmaster, flat boatman, and surveyor. Lincoln enlisted in the army during the Black Hawk War in 1832, but he didn't see any real combat. Lincoln then finally decided uh, on law, uh, failing his first attempt, but then succeeded uh, in being elected to the state assembly several times, uh, and then passed his bar exam to be, uh, and then began studying to become a lawyer. Uh, Lincoln worked worked with many, uh, many firms as long as uh, being a lobbyist for railroads and other companies. Uh, obtaining a charter for his company uh, for a company and helping with many suits uh, Lincoln event- uh, Lincoln throughout his life as a lawyer uh, earned quite a bit of money making more money than the current governor at the time uh, later on uh, on his road to presidency Lincoln challenged Douglas to a state senate seat uh, faring much better than anyone had ever expected him to uh, both were neither against or for slavery. Uh, however, Lincoln wanted to contain it, not necessarily completely abolish it. Whereas Douglas, uh, while not 
abolishing it himself, figured that slavery would die out as the land in the West was not suitable for it. And uh, because of this, slavery would wither and die. During one of these debates, Lincoln uh, delivered one of his most famous speeches, the House Divided Cannot Stand speech, uh, where he eventually, or where he said that the nation would either have to be all pro-slavery or all anti-slavery, and there could not be any conflict with the United States or it would cave in on itself. And this was almost like an allusion to the Civil War. Uh, Lincoln lost, despite uh, how elo- or despite his Im- how impressive he was, but he did leave an impression. Uh, he was f- far more eloquent, and people definitely saw that he would have a future in politics. Uh, in 1860, uh, Lincoln uh, started a campaign to. Uh, become president, and he ended up receiving the third ball- uh, ballot at the Republican convention uh, and was nominated. Lincoln uh, won the presidency on his format of keeping the nation together, and many cite the reason that he won uh, was because the GOP was very united behind Abraham Lincoln, where the Democrats were divided on who should be the representative. Lincoln, in his first inaugural address, uh, address on March 4th, 1861, uh, stated, the power confided in me will be used to hold, occupy, and possess the property and places belonging to the government, and to collect the duties and impost. But beyond what may be necessary for these objects, there will be no invasion, no using of force against or among the people anywhere. Despite this, the southern states still seceded, as they had threatened to do when Lincoln was uh, elected. And following, uh, following this, the United States and the Confederate States of America would wage war with each other. Uh, Lincoln would pass around many generals, but he ended up choosing Grant, Meade, and General Sherman, whom eventually won him the war. During its height, anti-slavery sentiment grew, and Lincoln knew that uh, now was the time for action. So he waited for uh, some sort of victory, or what he could, what the nation could perceive as a victory, and decided that after the Battle of Antietam, he would deliver his Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, unfortunately, or despite Antietam being more of a draw than an actual Union victory, uh, it was well received. Despite not being able to, uh, despite not being able to really free any slaves in the South, but was more of a formality and eventually was almost a catalyst to the Thirteenth Amendment. Thirteenth Amendment. Uh, Lincoln, uh, after the Gettysburg Address, told people that they could not let men die in vain and that they had to push forward. This was the main point of the second address and was in stark contrast to his first inaugural address, where Lincoln stated that he would not uh, try to abolish slavery himself. So Lincoln's second inaugural address took place during the 1860s, and it was actually delivered on March 4th of 1865, So his address covers topics like slavery. So at the time of the address, things like railroads were really growing and increasing communication and transportation across the country. Technology was also improving vastly. Um, So things like submarines and the telegraph and Morse code were being used to also increase communication and also just travel in general. Uh, and, and submarines were really good for like naval warfare along with like ironclad ships which 
were a lot stronger than wooden chips. Railroads were also growing across the country and increasing transportation. And guns were also being improved, which also changed modern warfare. Uh, the rights of former slaves would also have to be figured out, which would take place after emancipation and after the war was over. The topic of emancipation was also very controversial during this time because Lincoln had uh, documents like the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed slaves in the Deep South. Reconstruction also occurred after the Civil War had ended, so after this time, and which was a big deal for fixing the South up. And then civil rights, rights and... And during the war, and kind of like before the war, things like boom towns were showing up all across the country, especially in the West, which, like an example, this would be Comstock Lode in Nevada, which was a really big silver line mine. And Lincoln was actually assassinated six weeks after he issued his second inaugural address. So, very close timing. Along with Lincoln's assassination, the Civil War was actually at its end right when Lincoln issued his second inaugural address. So the war actually was surrendered by Robert E. Lee surrendered at at the courthouse in Virginia to Ulysses S. Grant. And that was actually 36 days after the address was finished. And the nation just wanted to end the war, which is mentioned in the actual address. The nation was just ready to end the war. And the North was relatively convinced that... Uh, they would win the war, but they weren't 100% sure yet because... And a big part of the Civil War was the issue of states' rights, which was, was it worth keeping the whole country unified, or was it better to have like a sovereign government or sovereign states? And sovereign states was definitely what the South was leaning towards during the Civil War since they wanted to pull away from the rest of the country. There was also the issue of slavery internationally. So if our country is built on democracy and freedom, then why is slavery promoted here? And would it later spread to the whole rest of the world? And that was an issue that was also debated during this time. So during the war, 625,000 lives were lost, which is one of the greatest amount of lives lost in the American War. And... The Confederate attack on Fort Sumter actually kind of sparked the war, and that took place in 1861, and the Union said that the Confederates attacked the federal government, which kind of happened. And then the end of the war took place in 1865, when the Confederates actually surrendered. The election of 1864 is actually the election that the second inaugural address took place after, and Lincoln was actually versus Democrat George McClellan, who was a general from the Civil War, who was the guy who consistently felt he was outnumbered. And a little background for McClellan, he actually attended and taught at West Point, and he actually became a general for the Union Army of the Potomac. He also took place in the Peninsula Campaign, and in politics, his stance was very anti-war, which had a big effect on his election. And Lincoln actually wasn't all that confident before this election. The past nine presidents before him had only served one term, and his views on emancipation were actually really risky since, in terms of people of the North voting for him. The most significant turning point in Lincoln's second election was General Sherman's attack on Atlanta, and that really turned the war in the North's favor and in Lincoln's favor as well. And he won the popular vote and the electoral vote 212 to 21.
The document of his second inaugural address definitely fits into the period that it took place because of Lincoln's views on emancipation, which he covers in the actual inaugural address, and also his willingness to end the war, which was a big popular theme at the time. In terms of content of the address, the address definitely covers the war, the civil war that took place at the time, since it took place right at the end of the civil war. And one issue is that both sides were very human, and they weren't just dehumanized enemies. And Lincoln actually quotes in the in the address in reference to the Confederates and the North, both read the same Bible and prayed to the same God, and each invokes his aid against the other. So his point is that both sides, both the Confederates and the North, are both believing they are each right morally, even though they're actually disagreeing with one another. Another issue at the time was, and featured in the address, was slavery. And Lincoln's views on slavery is that he always said he was anti-slavery, and he actually issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which actually didn't free that many slaves because it didn't free any of the border states on the Union side or any of the southern areas under Union control. But despite this, the proclamation did change the end goal of the war and the fighting cause. Lincoln also supported the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, and he considered extending the vote to African Americans. And this also shifted the war's um, end goal to being about the property of slave owners to actually being about human rights instead. And it also shows off the difference in sides as that one would rather make war than restore the nation. I believe this document belongs on the list because it's an important piece of historical evidence that displays both Lincoln's and the country's views on slavery and the war at the time and how ready they were to end the war. So in contrast to Lincoln's first inaugural address, the second one was about 700 words, which was about six to seven minutes long, and the first was about 3,600 words. The second was also just more about ending the war, but with more complete terms, and instead of destroying the Union, they also wanted to abolish slavery and completely just reassure the nation that the war would be over soon. And both addresses, especially the second one, really became notable works of Lincoln and this added to his legacy. And the second one's short length actually might have changed or might have helped change some of the standards of public speaking styles at the time. And Lincoln is still remembered for his views on slavery, the Civil War, and human rights.